Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Apollo. And I'm Jake Freyho. Good morning. So we are living through another day in the most exciting period that any of us will ever live, that any of us have ever had the opportunity to witness and likely will ever. Uh, the war between the deep state and the people of this country has broken out onto the surface. We are now seeing the agenda that they have been implementing for a long time uh, for all of our lives. And thankfully, and much to my uh, enjoyment, and we are all blessed for this, the, the people of the world are waking up and they are not putting up with it. Um, you know, we, we, we watch all this crazy stuff coming out of the World Economic Forum, and I know you're a big fan of uh, Klaus Schwab, or whatever his name He's is. He's a good buddy of mine, yeah. Um, you're really a big fan of his accent as well. Uh, but you, you look at all it this stuff. It is the most beautiful accent in all the world. Tell me how I'll own nothing and be happy. You first. will own nothing. Uh, you will rent your meat and your cricket <laughs> paste from my good friend Bill Gates. <laughs> and your children, will, will they will get a small deposit when they return their excrement to us. <laughs> if you, uh, yeah, you'll probably have to, like, you know, download uh, uh, files to 3D print your meat uh, once they've issued you uh, your quota of cricket paste uh, to print your uh, steaks from. But so we, we, we you know... Not too long ago, we thought it was just kind of an absurd, uh, absurd joke with all, everything that these things, you know, you know, no one really knew what the World Economic Forum was. No one really, you know, it had no, it had no place in your life three years ago. But then you could see, you know, things starting to change, especially with the way everything's come about uh, uh, following COVID and their involvement. You see them involved in everything, the, the you know, the, the vaccine study, the, everything that COVID has uh, required uh, has been seized by the World Economic Forum and, as part of their agenda. And, you know, you think it's, it's, it's a primarily European thing, you know, a bunch of uh, elites from over here, you know, are involved in it, uh, including the eyepatch senator, the, the pirate senator from Texas likes uh, the World Economic Forum. What's his name? The, who was that? Oh, the, uh, Dan uh, Crenshaw. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're one of the Rhino, World Economic Forum young leaders. Rhino pirate. Young global leaders. And then you look at something like this e-cash bill that just came out uh, Monday, right? And it's, it's something that should absolutely terrify everyone. Uh, printed it out, and I think we're going to put in the link uh, where you can get this file. And you look at the people that have proposed this, and now the agenda is here. Anyway, the point of all this is that the World Economic Forum uh, is seeking to steamroll society and every part of it as you know it. So, Mr. Producer, if you could pull up A3, give people, uh, U.S. lawmakers introduce e-cash bill and new push to create a digital dollar. We touched on this yesterday, but then I went and I got a hold of the bill. Uh, A4, Mr. Producer... This is the actual text of the bill, and if, if you really, if you dig into it, it's, 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 it's terrifying. To direct the Secretary of the Treasury to develop and pilot digital dollar technologies that replicate the privacy, respecting features of cash. Nothing digital has any privacy that I'm aware of. Uh, be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives uh, of the United States and Congress assembled, uh, they're calling it the Electronic Currency and Secure Hardware Act, and they gave it this cute acronym of the eCash Act. Now, this is something slid through on Monday, and Ayanna Presley, uh, Rashida Tlaib, all these guys, it's funny, if you actually look into their policies and statement on universal basic income, what they're doing 
is they they're they're readying this agenda of you'll own nothing and be happy or you know your social credit score has taken a uh, ding and we don't allow you to scan your token wallet that the government has issued you at the grocery store uh so better luck try again next time be a better person according to the standards <laughs> we set but if you i mean look article one uh, article one section 10 clause one made it illegal for the it's in, in the constitution made it illegal for the the powers that be to be able to issue any uh currency that was not gold and silver or affixed to it and so then you know that gets defiled and we they go about and start printing money out of thin air and then now it's now it's cloud money they just will give you your cloud money there's literally nothing tangible or or value oriented behind it and then all of a sudden uh a5 mr producer you have uh this shocking statement coming out of the united states mint uh, the United States Mint is encouraging everyone to shake out their corn jars. You know, we've we've had something like this fed to us for the past two years when it comes to uh, coin shortages and cash shortages, and they've you know they've they've gotten people used to that being a standard of living uh, over this period of brainwashing. And then now the mint coming out of Washington, the United States mint is asking the public to help get coins moving by using exact change when making purchases or turning them in for cash. Give us your medal for paper. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, at coin recycling kiosks, you may also be able to redeem coins for cash at financial institutions, but first contact local branches about their coin redemption policies. So now you can pull it down, Mr. Producer. Now we have our, our, our currency system. They're, they're literally tricking people into submitting, shaking out their coins to remove all forms of transaction ability outside of what this, what they're setting the stage for. What do you think of that? I mean, this is the same garbage. That, and they've been testing this. Uh, you know, they, they ran the whole coin shortage during the pandemic, too. It wasn't about a coin shortage. They just wanted to get rid of money because they've been pushing these digital wallets. They had, it was back in, oh man, I can't remember what year it was, but it, like early 2000s, I think, they were pushing some legislation saying that they're going to uh, give all citizens a, you know, some bank account and everything was going to run through there and it's for security and it would be great for, uh, you know, disenfranchised people and, uh, you know, immigrants. Uh, the the migrants who would come over here, uh, but it, it's simply about power control. And if everyone thinks that yeah, it'll be it'll be really great if we give all this up and how convenient it is. You remember back during the George Floyd riots when they turned off all the EBT cards? Uh, I can't no. remember. I can't remember what state it was. Oh, it was good. It was good. They you want to see? Turned off the EBT cards. Well, I, I say turned off. They said, oh yeah, like they all went down. Uh, for a few days, I believe really? it was. I think it was like I've two or three days. This. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I was in Minneapolis when those riots Well, I happening. can't remember what state it was. I, was uh, I can't remember what state it was in, but they everything went down, and guess what happened? Everyone started looting and rioting because they all of a sudden couldn't get their f their free food. And, and this is what they want. This is what they want for all of us. The, you now see they've been pushing the digital uh, vaccine passports and, and everything. They've talked about the... You know, microchips where you can have your financial stuff. We, we talked about the, uh, what was it, Experian, the, or whatever oh, yeah, the yeah. rollout was. Yeah, well, the uh, uh, Vax Verify from Experian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the government of Illinois uh, just, you know, several months ago, they, they linked, uh, they you know, they, they did some contracting deal with Experian to uh, manage their digital pass, uh, vaccine passport, whatever you want to call it, Nazi paper passport, uh, to tie it to your social security number. And so, you know, you look at these things, you look at like this bill, no one even knows that this thing, you find one article on it, but then you go and you find the bill and you start reading through it. And it's uh, essentially what they're doing is they're, they're nationalizing the private banks, right? Like, I mean, you have big banks, but you know how you, you uh, have a $5 checking fee for the month or this, or, or there's a 2.95% uh, transaction fee on the currency. Uh, they're saying that the e-dollar, and this is they're going right for the jugular of the banks uh, and turning the the treasury uh, into 
the administrator uh, finance in this country. And this is all this is all the whole step that they aim to put the banks out of business. Right. Which, again, banks aren't really the best of people in the first place, but uh, they're necessary. So take over the banks by making it so that they cannot compete. And so anyone in the interest of uh, transacting with this e-cash dollar, this digital dollar, uh, it says that they cannot charge transaction fees. Uh, so essentially, it's like coupons. It's government. It's, so, di- it's digital coupons. <laughs> here, digital coupons. Ready? So thank you, uh, uh, <laughs> Ash, put in here. Uh, I'm going to put this up. So this is. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> EBT card failure hit 17 states. People ready to riot as they steal from Walmart. It's almost like it might not be a good idea to number one turn over everything into you know these little digital imaginary money things uh, that especially now we have these populations because who is on all the ebt cards it's it's primarily black communities and minority communities who you know have been living in screwed up areas run by uh by democrats Democrats. and so they all went down uh 17 states and uh, I remember this very vividly, that people were losing their mind. And you want a taste of socialism. You want, you want a taste of, of, of what it's like to get your free money. And, uh, you know, the government is taking such good care of you and you don't provide for yourself. And, in fact, you've grown so accustomed to not having to. This is what happens. And, you know, if, if stuff really goes down or imagine if the, the dollar gets crushed, which is f- it's going to. Uh, with what's going on with Ru- with uh, Russia's, you know, ploys recently, we're, we're going to be in some big trouble, and there's going to be a lot of people who have no idea what to do. You know, it's an easy read, but I'd encourage again, it's the E Cash Act, E C A S H Act, and 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 to go through it and realize what uh, these these psychopaths are really trying to slide through in the very last second. And they submitted it. They didn't submit it. Uh, there's something strange about the bill because they're submitted directly to the Treasury, so. I don't even think. I think the Treasury can go do whatever it wants to do. I, I don't even think they're trying to pass this as a law. I think it's going. It's submitted to the Treasury to be like, "Hey guys, here's a great idea. Let's let's implement it." Uh, oh, hold on. So I'm gonna bring this back up real quick. So this is just the beginning of this article. EBT uh, or electronic benefits transfer card stopped working over the weekend due to what? A power outage. The vendors would be unable to verify balances, et cetera, make them, making them vulnerable to food stamp fraud and abuse. People became violent. <laughs> uh, Xerox, a vendor for the EBT systems in several states, experienced a power outage while conducting a routine backup test in one of the company's locations. Yeah, this thing really, this this bill is really designed as a takeover of. Everything like they're even talking about technologies, card readers, stuff like that, you know. So essentially, the government is very directly and very quietly making the move to take over uh, every component of your transaction uh, history or, or transaction uh, uh, actions. Going to you know, you run your card at a coffee shop, you you pay your mortgage. Uh, everything is going to go through them, and they sit here and talk about privacy, how it's secure and it's private. You know, they said the same thing about the voting machines. Really fascinating stuff. Okay. That didn't uh, age well. Enough on that. Enough on that crap. Uh, let's get to your buddy uh, Klaus Schwab, because this is this is the whole point of it: is that all of these people are working in conjunction, and I think as we've said earlier that they have to they have to expedite this because the narrative is starting to fall apart. Uh, and the people are starting, you know, you'll see all these Silicon Valley guys talking about the future of cashless society. And they're just, you know, hand in hand with this agenda that as it as it becomes more and more aware to the people about what is happening and people start to resist it, they need to, you know, <laughs> they need to get it moving quicker. Uh, so let's uh, let's pull up a nine. Um, actually, no, no, sorry. A one as uh, Schwab is telling everyone that we need to prepare for an angrier world scary stuff in this one i don't know how it will play out in uh, november but what we know is that we will end up with many more unemployed and uh, particularly also people in the gray economy which are not counted for uh, who lose their jobs so we will see 
definitely a lot of anger uh, already now, but probably increased by the end of the year, uh, because this crisis will be with us until we really have found a remedy. So um, we have to prepare for a more angry world. And uh, how to prepare? Uh, it means to take the necessary action to create a fairer world, um, to see that uh, we provide everybody with uh, decent access to the health system, um, that we make sure that those people uh, who are really left behind, uh, and I'm not speaking only on national levels, I'm speaking also internationally, if I see now uh, the tragedy in some of the emerging countries like South Africa, like some countries in East Asia. I think it's all, uh, I, I don't have too many remedies. The, the remedies have to be discussed through dialogue by the stakeholders of our global system. But the stakeholders. Um, I just see the need for such a dialogue and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. To what extent would a reset be brought about by a change in the White House, the election of Joe Biden, for instance? I don't know. Um, we First, we shouldn't speculate about the outcome of the election. We will see uh, beginning of November and then we, we can, in any case, uh, we can and the World Economic Forum uh, is a very open and as an open platform to integrate everybody who is willing to address those issues in a spirit which means uh, to exercise here uh, true global citizenship. I want to just pick up on some of the economic projections. Uh, in your book, you tackle what the future may look like. And at this stage, we're grappling with various uh, letters of the alphabet, whether it's a V or a U or perhaps even a symbol, a tick shape. Can you just give us some, some clues about the growth down the track, what we can expect? First, uh, if you look at it at the uh, national or global level, at the macroeconomic level, um, one of the things we address very much in the book and we are concerned is the increased debt level. We, we spend about 10 trillion worldwide to deal with the short-term negative effects of the uh, pandemics. Um, but we should be aware uh, we are just increasing our debt situation. And we were already very much debt loaded before we went into the crisis. So how to get at the end out of this debt situation is still a big question mark. Second, uh, we know that there's quite some impact on different industries. Uh, we know um, that uh, certainly the health industry, the digital industry, uh, will go out of this crisis strengthened. But we know that many um, industries which rely particularly on physical interaction uh, will have difficulties to survive. Um, finally, I, I uh, just uh, uh, would uh, add, I, I think um, um, this is an opportunity again uh, to, to to find solutions uh, which are beneficial for the next generation. So why not to tie government aid to the green economy which we have to create? Uh, why not to make sure that we revolutionize, uh, digitalize particularly our uh, educational system? So we are here when we talk about the Great Reset uh, to talk also about innovation. How can we do things differently from what we used to do? And if we speak about differently, it means also how can we do it to make sure that a majority of people are benefiting from it and not just a minority. We started out Davos this year talking right, about the environment. Greta Thunberg versus... Someone in the comments said due process by uh, and followed by uh, it's actually Ash followed by a painful execution. Yeah, that that sounds reasonable. Sounds reasonable. Well, I mean, again, these people, this is their ideology. And anyone who actually brought their ideology to anyone's attention or spoke about it or quoted them uh, is called a 
conspiracy theorist, et cetera, et cetera. And believe me, there's some weird stuff out there and you can't believe all of it. Uh, but when they tell you exactly what they're doing, uh, and these are the same interests who have been involved in the destruction of economies and currencies all across the world for the last century uh, and have been involved in every major war funding both sides in many cases, like was the case in World War II uh, and World War One. What what do they deserve other than due process and what sh what should come to them? They, they've committed a, a massive genocide on the people of this country and on the people of the world. I I, ju I just don't understand how the hell we got to this place with with the the, the digital the embracing of the these digital currencies. Pull up image A six, please. You know, you. <laughs> well, it's the it's the frog in boiling water. It, That's exactly what it's been. It's the same thing that they've done with vaccines. A six, you said. Yeah, A six. It's the same thing they did with vaccines, and it's the exact same thing that they've been doing with with all these currencies, and uh, I mean it, all, all of it. It's the same exact tactics. They introduce something just like this AI stuff, uh, and then they get you comfortable with it. They start to pressure test, and then all of a sudden, you know, something happens, and the need arises for, uh, you know, them to seize control, and they tell you that you want it, and they use social media and all their tech to foment fake fed, uh, public opinion. Uh, and that's exactly what they did with COVID. So here's like, here's the real, like, you know, you have three of these images, but the, the whole hypothetical is uh, you appear to be outside of your approved geolocation purchase decline. And we saw that happen in China. We saw people, their facial recognition software, finding guys that were locked down in the beginning of the pandemic for uh, quarantine uh, requirements. And then they go and they found them, you know, at a grocery store or some other place 40 miles away. And the computer said, okay, you're over here, you know, you're either arrested. Uh, that that is generally what was happening was they send these these troops out to go get these people, and then you know we're we're our our, our own congresswomen and congressmen are sliding this w one in under uh, the radar, and you know we're we're looking at everything that's happening with Hunter Biden, and then now what you know what what is the reality that the Democrats actually set up uh, the or delayed. In conjunction with the people in the media, delayed uh, the the advancement of of the the Hunter Biden laptop story uh, until now, and that the point is now they're going to you know all flip on Biden, flip on the family, and say, oh you know this guy's this guy's worse than uh, worse than Nixon. Uh, we got to get rid of him, well, and, and so they just wipe him out, get him out of there. They they finally do what they should have done in, in terms of coverage. And then uh, the cackling uh, hag gets slid right in there. And then what, what happens? Then who does she, who does she pick? Well, I don't even know what the, the process would be. Who would become vice president? I honestly don't think it matters because none of these people should be in there anyway. This is all a, it's a fake administration. These are a bunch of liars and cheaters. They've stolen our voice. They've stolen the, uh, election. They've stolen the office of the presidency. Uh, so none of this should have happened. It doesn't matter uh, who, by what, you know, technicality or what process should be, re should replace them if something does happen, because none of them should be there anyway. And no, I agree. what we're going to see is that they're, they all have committed treason and, th and they've all sold us out. But you talk about the facial recognition and what was happening with the Uyghurs and what is still happening. These same people were funding all that. All right, right. These, these, you know, <laughs> facial recognition companies. Uh, I mean, because I looked into this a while back, and I actually want to do a show on the some of this technology and these companies and who owns them. Actually, but Hunter, Hunter, Hunter owns some of Rose them. But, but others owned a, a company. Uh, there's so much of this that I, I don't even. I, we did cover that. That Hunter's uh, Rosemont Seneca, the, the Asian wing, owned a facial recognition uh, surveillance. Uh, AI that was used by the Chinese Communist Party to uh, essentially catalog and categorize uh, down to blood type, uh, religious activity, and tracking for uh, the ethnic uh, Uyghur Muslim uh, minority that they like to uh, throw in prison camps and then make uh, cheap goods that Westerners that are very woke and very virtuous are so eager to buy and support. Well, and it, this is the this is the you know modus operandi for all of these companies and, and many industries. Those kind of you know, I mean, disgusting practices and the technology that they're using them for. Thermo Fisher Scientific supplies like 
all massive, massive amounts of the medical equipment in our country into labs. Uh, it's everywhere. And these people are all partnered. You talk about like Facebook and how they were and have been involved in, you know, fomenting uh, fake opinion and propaganda and shadow banning people, you know, all of those things. It's the exact same thing in other industries and in, in the pharmaceutical company as well. And what people are going to understand if they don't already is that the Hunter Biden laptop, you remember he came and gave you that interview, which we played that hilarious uh, video from Ziegler. I'm like, <laughs> You know, he does that weird little laugh. But the the cooker, the hookers and cocaine stuff, that, that's the tip of the iceberg. That's nothing. They were really happy almost to put him up there, and he got all make up and said, I just didn't remember. I didn't know. Because it makes him look just like, a, you know, some drug addict. And, yeah, he's part of an important family, but he had some hard times, and he did some really bad stuff. So people thought, oh, that doesn't look good. It doesn't matter because they were covering for what is much worse, and it's the funding and the relationships – of him and all these Chinese firms and with these biolabs in Ukraine because really what's going on is that the president was using his son as a proxy to fund these, uh, this research on these bioweapons, which was rolled in with these same people. All this metabiota, Rosemont Seneca, Seneca stuff. Uh, they talk about you know having favors to Putin and all this other stuff when really the, the Bidens are the one who, I mean, just the energy deals, everything. The media cannot ignore anymore that these people have sold out all of us and what they're going to see coming out of the laptop which i do believe is going to is going to drop um you know we we mentioned that or i don't know if we mentioned it on the show the main attorney in the investigation hunter's laptop is who uh fbi's top child porn lawyer mm. yeah and then well i watched back the the i watched that full segment i had it seemed like ages ago what the uh, tony bobolinsky interview Immediately after, he said he was headed to meet with the FBI to turn everything in. So, you know, if you if you look at and listen to the intensity of the things he's saying, if he can corroborate and, uh, you know, in in a court of law, deliver all of the goods that he says he has, which I can't really imagine someone wanting to, you know, stand up and make take that stance so uh, aggressively as he did, that nothing you know that nothing's going to come from it i think if everything that bobolinsky said he could corroborate good luck to that family good luck before we go on i do have to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by air medcare network they have been a sponsor of us for a long time uh, and this is fire insurance in case anything does ever happen to you and your family and you ever need air medical transport so if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors uh, or you are a human living on this planet and something bad could happen to you, uh, and I pray that it doesn't. Health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight. If you have Air Medicare Network, you're covered. It's as little as $85 a year, uh, so it's a great value. It covers not only you but your entire household in case you ever need an air medical transport. Uh, they cover a large number of families all over the country. I believe it's hundreds of thousands. Um, but if you go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card back. There's an Amazon option. Please do not use it. Bezos is part of the same network of people that want you to eat crickets. So please don't use that option. Uh, but that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and promo code is daily. Let me, uh, we uh, had some really disturbing videos for... Uh well, let's let's go into A10. This is a good warm up for the the food shortage uh, that Mr. Schwab um, is somehow a clairvoyant on A10. Issues like on how Joe was a clairvoyant agenda. when he said the election we is still one through machines. So we are in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution, which accelerates global change in much more comprehensive and faster ways than the previous three revolutions. The objective is to quickly recognize the potential of new technologies, as well as develop the necessary ethical and political frameworks around those new technologies to ensure that those technologies are human-centered and society-oriented. The world has to overcome not only the damage done to our economies and our societies by COVID-19, 
it also has to confront the repercussions of a dangerous clash between major global powers. History is truly at a turning point. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems and supply chains will be deeply affected. In times of crisis, the role of governments is more important and more relevant than ever. The role What is of also needed is a summit like this one to go beyond crisis management and to look into constructive ways we can build our common future. Our futures are intrinsically connected to one another as the profound challenges to mankind such as climate change are globally interconnected and require collaborative responses. In conclusion, and despite all the challenges, we have to uphold our responsibility which we have towards the next generation and which we can only fulfill through collaboration on a national and on a global level. I wish you an impactful and successful meeting. We do know that global energy systems, food right, systems and supply chains... In times of crisis... Oh, you see this guy? See this guy? Oh, absolutely. Number one bullshit guy. Yeah, it's... You have this guy talking about how times of crisis, it, the role of government is vital. Every, every crisis has been taken over by government or caused by it and maximized at the expense of your freedoms. Everything. All of it. And the fact that this guy... I mean, I don't want to say what I want to say. It should happen to that guy, but... He should uh, fall down a really uh, long flight of stairs and not get up. Allegedly? I mean, yeah, you know, if you were to slip and fall or someone pushed him, uh, I, I don't really see a problem with that considering what hypothetically, he wants to hypothetically, hypothetically. Hypothetically, if someone pushed him down a uh, 300-step flight of stairs, it, 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 it could be a good thing for the world. No, but okay, so first of all, for the listeners, it's important and... You know, next week we're going to take a, a little bit of a break from this guy and from some of this stuff. and I, Because, number one, it's insufferable. Uh, and there's a lot else that's going on that we're, we're going to be rolling out and, and putting stuff together on. Uh, because this is really important because the missing piece that people have had, I've, I've said this a couple times before, is that they want you to think, and it's why the media, uh, it's why they, they call everything a conspiracy theory and these people are all incompetent and yada, yada, yada. And that's why they play the political theater. They want you to see everything is disconnected and that there are no grand interests at work to affect our lives or change the way that we live and to infect the environment which we all you know, have to survive in. Uh, and it's simply not true. They, they say these things while at the same time you can, you can find multiple super clips that people have made. And if you go look at all the major news stations, every talking point that they have is verbatim. They come out the same time every day, and they all say exactly the same words, and it's because they're all getting their, their running orders from a few people. Like six companies own every, for the most part, every single media company and newspaper and uh, you know, news show in the world, everywhere. It's a handful of companies, and they all have intertwining interests. It's an incestuous little relationship, and what they don't want you to see and understand is the ideology of these people because this is from our perspective it's not logical you can't say wow why would they want to destroy the economy and this and that it's just like like communism they they try to make it all about happy fun you know like what's that uh the pony thing my little pony like that's yeah, what they yeah, think the world yeah. is it's like oh happy fun time and sunshine and rainbows and everyone will be equal and we all won't have to work uh, and there will be no crime and that's that's not the reality. The reality is it's about them seizing control and taking everything away from you, and you have to subsist on the breadcrumbs that they leave you. And it it boils down to an ideology. And it boils down to the ideology of these people where they're pushing this transhumanist garbage, and the response is always, 
give the government more power. Give us more control so we can solve the problem that we have caused, caused in the first place. And you can all, you know, sort out the, the raging dumpster fire that is your country after that. So the e-cash thing, you, you're, you're, you're talking about people... The government will be able to... Oh, you, you know, Apollo went to the store. He bought uh, this box. And, you know, we, we saw this happen with Amazon, where Amazon was... Uh, bringing on um, accounts, right? Because you can sell stuff on Amazon as a vendor, similar to like eBay does with uh, signing up and getting an account. And so you had Amazon taking these people, right? Okay, say Greg sells uh, uh, shoes and or you, you're selling shoes and you're putting it on your Amazon store. Amazon was backdooring the data and saying, well, look, Apollo's selling shoes He's selling a bunch of them, and he's selling them at $40. And so what they do, even though they were in a contractual agreement with that vendor, uh, Amazon would then run the data on every product that was not theirs, that was selling well, study it, study the data, duplicate the product, and sell it for a discount, and then push Apollo out of business. And they were doing that all across the board, and that now is what the government is readying itself to do, in that... They can look and see, oh, well, you use your e-cash. You went and bought uh, Pop-Tarts and, and this and this and that. And then very strategically move it into the government owning every means of production. All of it. And then whatever they want to use that data for uh, to take control over your life entirely. Yeah, this is big tech Marxism. I mean, it, literally, this is... Textbook Marxist garbage, and now they've thrown in big data. It's it's, uh, it's simple. It's really simple. Uh, they've 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 taken a a bag of uh, a bag of crap and covered it in you know frosting and, and put some candles on it. And our generation has eaten it up entirely. You know they, they readying people to accept this stuff with the the cryptocurrency trading and all that crap. But the, the willingness of people to uh, you know, accept this as something. It's 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 going to be the most dangerous, dangerous uh, beginning to the future that they envision if this is allowed to happen. Um, but then they'll also be able to track and you know deny you purchases, deny you access to a lot of things. Uh, one of them being the most important I see being food and what it will do to uh, limit food. But fortunately, people, wonderful people. Uh, many of them encouraged by the World Economic Forum are actually uh, encouraging. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't have breakfast this morning, but this you know this video is really going to make people uh, hungry. Can we go to the uh, A11? This is uh, looks like something out of a horror movie assembly line of oh God. fake meat. Uh, many of of it being made with um, uh, cell cultured uh, lab grown. Uh, so they, they literally take uh, cattle, bovine uh, stem cells and grow them in a lab. And their argument is that, oh, well, uh, we, we can grow a steak in 18 days. The same steak that if it were actually cut off of a cow would take 18 months. So delicious lab-grown meat. Let's play A11. A juicy sizzling steak made by computer. While obtaining regular meat is a process that's been taking place for millennia, cow, butcher, beef, redefine meat, a meat alternative startup out of Israel makes their product using a highly technical process. The mix of soy and pea protein, chickpeas, beetroot, nutritional yeast, and coconut fat is formed into steak-like shapes using a 3D printer. Our goal is to become the largest meat company in the world just by harnessing technology instead of animals. Meat substitutes are not new, but unlike the soy-based crumbles that mimic ground beef, Redefine Meat's product is designed to act, taste, and cut like flank steak. This is the holy grail of alternative meat. But the most important part, holy grail. how does it alternative taste? Meats. This diner was happy. The texture uh, feels right. Even the smell smells like the real thing. Really authentic for meat. Revolutionary. This is Inside Edition Digital. The funny thing is a, a lot of like the these fake meat companies that two years ago they were 
huge value opportunities and you know IPO'd and went on to Wall Street. A lot of them uh, have tanked uh, mainly because I don't think the consumer really wants to eat it because like, they don't want fake meat. It's the same. I mean, it's like CNN. True. It's the same thing. Like they're rolling out a their subscription service because number one, they they promote it as well, guys. Wow, people yeah. want CNN. <laughs> So we're going to uh, we're going to give you a I can't remember what it was six dollars a month or something like that. Well, we've rolled out a ton of shows. We're going to have all this new CNN content um, that you. It's a great deal. No one wants it, and frankly, the only reason that they're doing this in the first place is because they're broke. Because no one wants to watch them in the first place. Beyond Meat uh, was a was a stock stormed Wall Street. Everyone's like, you know, is the it's going to be huge, right? It's get in now. Uh, June thirtieth of twenty one. Uh, 2021, it was at $160 a share, and today it's at $48. <laughs> shows you, shows you how much uh, the people are willing to accept this. Well, and, and again, and the whole thing. So you remember the Black and Veatch? Uh, we played, we had the website up, the Black and Veatch COVID Accelerator, right? Yeah. You know that they have another accelerator, right? And it's the Climate Change Accelerator. It's on, it's on the website, like B and uh, B and I'm surprised. B and V, and. It, you know their their tagline there. You, you go to the page and you, you, if you search Black and Veatch uh, Accelerator, you'll you'll find it. And they I talk about how this is our time. The climate change is one of the biggest you know crises facing mankind, et cetera, et cetera. So here's how we're gonna help combat it and prepare for it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, th this is all the same garbage that this Beyond Meat crap was based on in the first place. Number one, it's not healthy. It's some processed crap. And they base it out on, on the idea that meat is bad and cows fart and it's destroying the ozone. And, you know, so we need to use our technology to create this fake processed garbage, which is going to be better for the environment. Just like they say with the electric cars, uh, you know, that you have these batteries that go into landfills and they don't know what to do with the, with the freaking things. And they want, they promote it again, just like with the climate change, just like with the COVID. It's for your good. It's for the good of the world, yada, yada, yada. And it's all based on a lie. And it's the exact opposite of what it claims to be. It's bad for you. It's bad for the environment. You go back to farming naturally without throwing, you know, all these phosphate fertilizers and all this garbage all over the earth that's destroyed the soil and stripped all the minerals, which is why we have so many of the health problems that we have today. The earth would be fine. That video with the the uh, the, the one con three different containers with meat, blood, and f muscle, blood, and fat. It, it looks like something. <laughs> it, lo it looks like something out of uh, what are what are those movies? Hostel, not hostel, or um, Saw movies. It looks like a Saw movie experiment. Oh God. Like it looks like a Saw movie setup. Uh, a a did you uh, a thirteen? Did which one did you play? I played the lab meet. I played it at 12. Wait. The th yeah, I played... Uh, no, I played no, A11. I played A11. A11. I've okay. got 12 and 13. All right, A12. Let's play A12. This one, there's there's no audio, uh, but this is... Scientists growing steaks in Petri dishes, and it could be the future of food. Scientists take cells from a healthy living cow and put it... Uh, supported by an edible 3D scaffold. So it literally grows on some... Thing that you can eat. The process the is fast and low on waste. The cells are fed no more than what they need to grow, just like they want to give us, right? Takes take three weeks to grow instead of eighteen months. Pause on that thing. Go, can you go back to that thing? Pause it. That, Who in their right mind would eat like that? That looks like phlegm. That that is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And this is this is what they're growing in a petri dish, and then saying, "Oh, it, it's ready." Ready in ready in three weeks. Let's uh let's poke it. Oh, it moved. Okay, it's ready. Oh, it requires no land and no water. Well, because Bill Gates bought up all the land. No need for antibiotics because of it's in a lab. Fortify the steaks with extra vitamins. That might not even why, be true. Why don't you eat a regular steak? Fortified cell. Lab the planet meat. is heading for a food security crisis. You know why? I'm just going to I'm going to pause right there. You know why we're heading for a food security crisis? Because they have destroyed the infrastructure of the entire planet. I'm I'm going to keep playing this if you want to 
speak on any of this, but they, they're talking about, look, oh, the meat demand will rise and the prices are going everywhere. Global livestock accounts for 14% oh, of greenhouse gas. This is some garbage. This is absolutely garbage. Uh, top three meat firms. Unbelievable. Um, you know, what they don't tell you is that these big agro companies come in and they bankrupt all these farmers and they they sell them all this garbage all these drugs and hormones and everything and because they've oh here pause it so the the company making these these uh cellular uh stem cell steaks that look absolutely disgusting is alef farms and it is a World Economic Forum tech pioneer 2020. But it's, it's so weird. Why because does the like, World Economic Forum why, keep coming up? Why, you know, the, it's their, you know, their tech pioneer 2020. I, when was Metabiota? When was Metabiota was also, Metabiota was also one of their uh, tech pioneers. MedTech. Fascinating. Uh, I'll remind everyone, though, uh, that this uh, episode, this podcast is brought to you by Liberty Cigars. I don't have my ad read, but I think I'm good enough on this one. Uh, Liberty Cigars has assembled a set of uh, six different cigars. Uh, if you want to uh, read the names off, because I can't see the names. But anyhow, six, uh, six cigars in beautiful box. We had a few sent to us. Gorgeous product. John is an incredible man. Uh, many times attached his personal written notes. And the storyline behind each one is... Deep and authentic. So, uh, so you get a George Washington, a John Adams, a Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and a John Quincy Adams cigar. Uh, they they rolled this out in honor of President's Day, the thing that we do not have sitting in the White House. Uh, but everything is beautiful. Joe's unwrapped a few of them on the show. Uh, they're absolutely gorgeous. The wood is all made. In, it's all processed here in America. Uh, the presentation is beautiful. They smoke really, really nice. Um, so this is the Early Republic series for... Conservative Daily listeners, you'll receive 17.76% off uh, if you go to LibertyCigars.com and use the promo code LIBERTY. I don't know where that... I think someone, someone in the middle of the night crawls in here and throws our ad reads out. It's terrible. It's Klaus Schwab. But this all factors in... It's all factors into uh, their intent of uh, you owning nothing and being happy. Did you know every cow in cuba is owned by the government mm, yeah so there's a reason the thieves want to keep all the luxury items for themselves and they got those things they got those luxury items by taking all of your money and then now they're going to say here's your allotted 3d printed meat your money we're going to know where you spend it and how you spend it and you will comply on on every aspect of your life literally everything now once they once they push this money deal through um a14 can you rent everything you own in li- or you own in life recent years have seen massive growth in the rental economy can you pause it they're making this sound like a futuristic uh advance of of society's well-being people rent everything they need in life because they can't afford to buy it and so if you look at what china does with their digital currency and they drop it into your account right uh, on the first of the month, and if you haven't spent it by the end of the month, it disappears. That's exactly what they're setting us up for. So they're making it a virtuous, honorable thing to own nothing. Next one, uh, keep playing. Comrade commune is is essentially what they're with more popping up in cities around the world. Yeah, this is this is the commune utopia they they're trying to sell us. Not that it's a precursor to depression and and, and extreme poverty worldwide. So they're saying at the Toronto Tool Library you can borrow anything from a wrench to a lawnmower. I like owning things, or use a three D printer, a laser cutter. Oh, so you can print your steak. Saving you money and preventing waste in the process. The way people consume things are being changed by libraries, which we can rent everything that you need. The upshot is that you get the things you need and want with less debt and less waste. In 50 years, maybe we won't own anything. Yeah, no, I, I like my stuff. Good luck on that one. <laughs> 
scary. Okay, so first of all, the the problem here isn't even this because those are that's actually really cool. Um, I've, I've rented tools before. Uh, unfortunately, no one really knows how to use them anymore. Uh, a lot of the younger generations just they haven't had to work with their hands or actually do anything themselves. So it, it, there's a bit of a tragedy there. But the problem isn't that they're doing stuff like this. The problem is this wouldn't be necessary and they wouldn't be pushing you towards this uh, or I guess people wouldn't accept this idea that, oh, maybe we'll own nothing. How cool is that? Uh, what if we just had the ability and the freedom to transact and make any money ourselves? What if, how about the novel, novel fork and concept, right? Our tax dollars actually went to do things in this country at all whatsoever instead of going to fund gender programs in like Saudi Arabia what if our tax dollars actually helped Americans what if we didn't have half of our income ripped away from us in the first place and what if the money that we did keep hadn't been devalued so far that people are not gonna be able to afford a loaf of bread or that people cannot feed themselves or people are working two jobs uh, both parents are working two jobs to feed to feed a, a small family we should start printing our own money you know, there's a guy in California. The Fed does it. Yeah, no, they, and they now they they're going to just take an extra step further and start printing digital money. They're going to start writing lines of code for you and say that somehow they've created. I mean, when this thing, when it all pops, I I can't even imagine what this is going to look like. What 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 history will look back and say? Yeah, these idiots actually believed that they'd take their entire. Uh, uh, life savings right take their entire life savings and then every you know everything from their productivity during their life uh and put it up in the space cloud and hope that you know one little worldwide error or mishap doesn't bring it all crashing down imagine 10 years into people banking entirely in that fashion and then cyber attack and they don't they don't know how much money you had right they don't they don't know what your balance was and you have an entire worldwide population. And you see, they're talking about using this as a quality, right? A quality and getting it to a point and period where uh, third world countries, people in extreme poverty, uh, you know, it brings about uh, greater, greater chances of opportunity for these communities. But then you start looking at projects that have been done in like west coast of Africa and cell towers going up that's connected to you know uh, i forget specifically the company that it was but there was a direct connection to investment i might might have even been through rosemont uh to a, a, a hundred million dollar deal in on the ivory coast for cell towers and communication and so this whole point is to be able to track everyone and get a hold of the, that that data of third world countries and continue to rob and control and pillage all of us. Sorry, I'm trying to find this article. Do you remember the article I showed you from the 40s? Which? which uh, the one about the thriftiness? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, I do remember that. It's a great article about, uh, uh, again, look, watch, watch the media. It, not media in like the CNN sense, media in in like the vice news type right the ones that sell culture not just politics they sell lifestyle and culture and uh there's a great great breakdown on on how people need to uh go about you know the the idea of thrifting right you know how the our generation the millennials they're stylizing it as you know that it's a good thing and it's it's fashionable and i agree i mean i don't like I don't like going to a store and buying stuff new anyway. Uh, the old stuff is made better anyway. But you're sitting there and you're you're shifting the narrative into uh, what is this? What from Zoolander? The Daryly the Daryly collection. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> right. Daryly collection is pretty much makes you know it's if you get the movie reference, it's talking about you know the homeless look. And unfortunately, the reason why many people are doing this is because um, they have no other option. They have no other option, and they're. Do you find it? No, nah, I haven't found it. We'll try to maybe we'll talk about it later tonight. But from, uh, I think it was it was like in Vanity Fair or something. Yeah, yeah. It was it, a Van Vanity Fair, 
and so it's like giving all this advisory to kids our age of, of how to deal with <laughs> their being broke, having no purpose, having no job, uh, and getting everything they need from thrift stores because these are like cool places now, and uh, how to do it fashionably. Yeah, it's, uh, and honestly, it doesn't really matter because this can't go on much longer. I'm just, I'm going to say, everyone, make sure that your stuff is locked and loaded. Uh, if you, if you aren't ready for a little bit of disruption, I would get ready. And I don't mean even in the sense that they're going to get away with this, but there's going to be massive disruption because people are so close to reaching their breaking point because they're so tired of having everything stripped away from them. And they are so tired of all this garbage, of all the nonsense they are trying to indoctrinate our kids with. They're so tired of all the absolute ridiculous uh, authoritarian, you know, power plays by people like Jenner Griswold in, in California, uh, by that piece of garbage who ripped off all the people for decades and decades. And these celebrities, you know, showboating and saying, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, you know, live, come with me if you want to live, get the vaccine. Pe- people are done. And a-, a lot may not understand it yet, but people are seen through the illusion of what these people are actually trying to, you know, convince them is the reality. And I I like the term that Joe uses, you know, the arbiter of reality. It's time for all of you to be the arbiter of your own own reality and stop letting the mainstream media and these celebrity politicians, these idols, these false idols, stop letting them dictate what reality is and what yours is going to be. This this is why we're here is we've gotten lazy and we've allowed other people to dictate the ways in which we conduct ourselves and we've allowed them to take little by little by little by little bit and now we're starting to realize that, you know, instead of having a full steak on the table, we have, you know, a couple bites and it's made out of, you know, cricket paste or stem cells stem that cells. they probably got from a goat. <laughs> they find out, like, the big scandals, they find out it's not even cow stem cells. It's probably like... I think the big scandal like is they're going to... No, they're gonna, the big scandal is they're going to be telling you that, like, McDonald's has been feeding you people. Soylent Green was a documentary about McDonald's. Oh, I'm gonna call. It, I'm gonna call just it right all now. the people that took the vaccine. It, it honestly no, and on that I, I, I really do pray because there's, we're seeing the canaries in the coal mine with the athletes, um, but we're we're going to see a massive fallout from this, and I, that may be the, the period or the, event whatever you want to call it the trigger, that's going to set people off and make them unwilling to any longer go along with the system with all these laws that are not for our benefit but for you know revenue and control and it might be something else but people are people are fed up and i i guarantee you i'm just going to say it right now this will be the time that we see i'll call it a a revolution whatever uh but the system is crumbling and it's going to fall so i'm I'm just going to tell everyone please get right with god understand what your lines actually are Know who are your friends, your true friends, and your family. Uh, but you have to get off the sidelines. I said that a couple days ago. There are no spectators in this anymore. There, there are not. That's why they put the celebrities up there. And they make it look like life is all about them, and this is what life should be. It's not about that. You, they want to rip you away from your life. That's why they're pushing all this meta, you know, virtual reality, reality garbage. They want you to be detached from your own reality so that they can take over it all, and you don't notice how much more they're stealing. I mean, think when when I say this out loud, it it comes across as something so horrifically uh, unfathomable, right? But it's all real. It's all happened. Imagine that the generation that our generation that they've encouraged much of these kids. I'll wrap it up in thirty seconds. Kids were scammed into school. They have a hundred thousand dollars in student debt. They have no purpose no 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 job exists for them because the technology swallowed it so they go home they sit it's like ready player one they sit in their living room and run around on their their trackpad with their vr goggles and they don't see the light they don't see sunlight they wither in atrophy uh they're getting all of their food and groceries ordered through the metaverse and then they're going you know and maybe some of it's the 3d uh, stem cell meat and everything they do from the moment they wake up and turn on that little uh, alternative reality that they can escape and hide in uh, is tracked. 
uh, it is tracked and known by the government. And that's it. That's the future that somehow, in, I mean, I, I grew mean, up in the 90s. Do you 90s. remember the Matrix? Like, I, grew, I grew up in the 90s. Like, I remember the, the ability, the beauty of being analog at, at one point, right? Not everything had gone digital. The big thing was a, a, a Walkman or a CD, a spinning CD player that you'd carry around and just be happy that if you didn't hit it hard enough and it, you know, break. And now this, and they did it in three or four years, really, three or four years. That no, that they didn't though. They didn't though. They did it in like eighty years, like so probably going back more. They, I, they've done it over decades. We like like Paul and I will go. We'll like just walk through a grocery store, not ma- not even not even buy groceries sometimes, just to observe people and see how they've changed and how they act and see see what is unfolding around us. And I imagine in a, in a year or so, you know, you'll walk down side street in in suburbia, right, and you just you're gonna see all these androids, people in their windows with their goggles on, uh, going about their life in the, uh, um, an alternate escape, an alternate reality. So I, I really do fear for our generation and then the kids that have had no comprehension of what it was like before all of this. That are that are and and, and I fear for the family or the parents that have kids where many of them just have this, uh, oh, well, just, like, I, we, Joe and I were out, and, you know, we, 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 it's kids with, you know, iPads just right in their face, and this thing is raising them for four or five years of, uh, you know, what, what this will end up creating, what, what the consequences of the, the next generation. I even see it with kids that are 25 years and old. And that is only happening because they have made it so impossible for people to, for you know, a husband to go to work, take care of the family. One person, you know, can stay home and raise the kids. People don't have the time anymore. They've made all of this. They've bankrupted everyone. They've stolen everything from them. They've made it impossible for people to just live a life where they can take care of their kids away from the state. I mean, even the way that they, they structure school and everything, it's, it's, it's just meant to get people into the state system so they can be indoctrinated. People are starting to realize that now with the education and on the meta stuff, like it's, the Matrix was like a documentary. I mean, you think about it, seriously. I mean, is it that much of a stretch to go from, you know, these children who are raised with iPads and then they go in school and now everything's remote learning, you know, after the COVID, you know, the crisis. And now they're rolling out this, uh, the virtual reality stuff, which they've been putting in your face for years. You know, they've had all these TV shows where they're, they're saying, oh, yeah, oh, cool, we had this VR game, and then, like, the whole show takes place inside the VR, and that's the, that's the reality. Well, and even, it, even Schwab said it about digital education. Like, that's literally it. Why do they have Luciferase in the vaccines? Digital ed- why do they have something that marks you? Digital education that your kids are going to be raised with VR goggles on. You know, you know what a thousand-yard stare is, right? Oh, yeah. So thousand yard stare is is, is uh, people that have experienced intense trauma in their life, and it can be war, um, you know, watching a family member get killed in front of you. What what it it's it's the reference to uh, a blank stare in a person's eyes where it looks like they're looking through you a thousand yards. Now I've been seeing that more and more often with our generation or people a little bit younger than us, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, having some kind of thousand yard stare of, you know, whether it's what the environment has turned into around them for the past two years, or if it's just uh, willing, willing in that they've, you know, happily consumed everything that the system has been selling them and encouraging them to do. And that that's just the result. It's, you know, the the death of the, the individual soul is starting to, uh, become more and more apparent we're out of time i'll leave it at that and just on that point we are we are out of time but this it can be really depressing if you think about all of it but it doesn't really matter and there's going to be a period of of a people but it's going to be the most amazing period that we've all lived in it's just like you know it's like ripping off a band-aid there's going to be there's going to be some pain up front but after that when we have completed routing out these evil you know, tyrants and these sick freaks who've embedded themselves in our society and in our government and these corrupt people who have their incestuous little rackets running all over the world. Once we do that and we get through the pain of having to to relearn where we are, 
we will see the most amazing growth and connection uh, and productivity and the most amazing display of humanity that any of us have ever witnessed and more so than we could ever comprehend because we haven't seen it before. But we are out of time. Uh, Jake, you want to take us out? I don't have the read in front of me. All right. So throw it well, up on the screen. We will, uh, we will be back this evening, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you like the show, you can find us live on conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on DLive, Twitch, CloudHub, and Frank's Beach. If you want to listen to the audio edition, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review, please. We are massively, massively growing, and we're trying to do so and reach as many people as we can because it's it is time to get off the sidelines and take our country back. And we need as many we need as many God fearing and truth seeking Americans and people all over the world in order to do that. If you're watching on Rumble, please smash the Rumble button. Uh, we're really trying to blow that channel up. Uh, so if you're over there, hit the little plus sign uh, that you see on the side. Uh, you can text the word freedom. That is F R E E D O M to eight nine five one seven. We'll send you a text reminder when we're about to go live so you don't miss any of the cool stuff that we're going to be talking about. Um, that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you this evening. Uh, anything, Jake? Oh. All right. Well, God see bless you, you all. We will see you tonight.